0: You can't save us. We don't wanna be safe. Can't save us. We don't wanna be You Can't save us. We don't wanna be safe. Can't save us. We don't wanna be safe. Can't save
1: us. We don't wanna be safe. Can't save us. We don't wanna be safe. Can't save us. We don't wanna be safe. You, you, you can't save us. We
2: don't wanna be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these White Saber films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark.
1: I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. Yeah, we're kind of rolling
2: through. Like we we went through our list, and we've got a ton of movies. This will never end. Um, Somehow but... the
1: list is getting worse. Yeah. Somehow, I oh think... man. There's still gems in here, by the way. You guys don't. Oh.
2: We yeah we we've held on to some intentionally because we're like you know if we get a good guest or a big guest you know we want to have some yeah. things in the reserve. But <laughs> we've also just got nonsense and absolute boobie <laughs> we've got nonsense for you this week because we got a movie that i think this is so we did this as one of our live watches uh with the good people yes. at the cue points podcast shout out cue points. points but like this is a movie that they remembered right like they were talking to us about it in a way that was like oh yeah like you know that that movie, and I was that one. <laughs> because because I mean we'll we'll talk about it. You know, it's <laughs> got it's got pedigree behind it in a way that's bizarre,
1: just like, jaw dropping.
2: I don't understand it, like how this came from people who like actually like have done good movies,
1: done great things. Some would say great but, things.
2: Yeah, but it is it's. It's a curiosity. We're talking about Rooftops, which is a movie from nineteen eighty nine. And I guess, yeah, let's kind of get into it. Cause it's first of all, when you watch the trailer, right, like they really emphasize that this is from the producers of La Bamba. Right. So like the main producer of the movie is Stuart Benjamin, who did produce La Bamba, but also went on to he produced Ray in two thousand and four. Oh nice. And he's got some other movies in here that I'm like, these are movies that I've heard about.
1: And And, and is a pretty good movie.
2: Yeah, you know, but then it gets weirder because the movie's director is Robert Wise, who is like a legendary director, and specifically a legendary director of musicals, right? And the movie itself is billed as a musical, but it's not a musical, Wait, so, wait,
1: wait, because let's not let let's not shy away from telling the people exactly what musical
2: Oh yeah. Well you go you he you, directed. You got it, Cam. Go for it.
1: <laughs> this is wild because Rooftops is <laughs> just another story in the many uh neighborhoods of Manhattan, New York, because Robert Wise is one of his other great films. He's got also he's got a lot of A ton of great stuff, by the way. Mm -hmm. We're talking the original haunting. We got Sound Sound of of Music. music.
2: Star Trek, the motion picture. The first Star Star Trek Star Trek,
1: the motion picture, right. It's right before this one. Yeah. But, but, the crown jewel. West Side Story. Yep. Winner of 11 Academy Awards. That's the highest, by the way, just so you know. That's the highest (laughs) award a film can receive in America. And rooftops somehow aims as high, you could say. Mm. Even higher to the Mm. rooftops, some would say. But can we get there?
2: (laughs) 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 But like has like West Side Story, right? One of the all time great musical films, period, right?
1: Yeah, point blank period.
2: And and just as as a film in terms of the direction right like right. Set, setting up that choreography <laughs> setting up like all of the things the intricacies that went into making that movie like
1: there that, are shots in that movie that live on
2: yeah that takes true skill right and like true filmmaking <laughs> pedigree and so oh. obviously look it's it's a minute. When this movie comes out, because that movie came out in 1954, this movie comes out in 1989.
1: So like, I don't give a goddamn. <laughs> there's a gap
2: <laughs> between them, but it's it is always stunning when we have some of these because we've had a couple of movies too where it's just like, what? Like you know, you directed By who this? You know when Wes Craven directs uh, <laughs> Music of the Heart, and you're just like. But you make good movies. Like, my year?
1: man, my man Wes is a double offender on our podcast. Man, yeah, surfing in the yeah, rainbow—that's true. Oh, for two.
2: But this movie also hurts because it's got two of our best. Uh, it's got Alan Payne and Tisha Campbell, in it. and both of them get.
1: We, we would love to give a black acting school, but
2: well, they don't get anything to do. They get almost nothing to do. I'll give them black acting school
1: because
0: okay, i that's fair. That's fair.
2: because i love them but yeah okay, neither yeah. of them tisha campbell barely dances and doesn't sing
1: he doesn't <laughs> sing at all in a musical
2: and she was a little shop of
1: horror like that's what i'm saying like these are people the are... saying like two years earlier <laughs> she was like i just got done singing you want me to sing again i'm sing.
2: no just stand here no. uh pretend that your, your mother's on crack and uh, <laughs> get passed up by the lead this unwashed lead as yes he, like, this unseasoned uh, man yeah it's bad and then we'll talk about Alan Payne for a long in, time in <laughs> depth. because Trust. his character Alan is Payne's not
1: getting off easy on this podcast so sorry
2: his character is wild but also like so many of so many characters in the movie are just inexplicable. Like I don't really understand why they're in the movie and like why they do the things they do.
1: I don't know um, why they're dressed the way they're dressed. <laughs> I don't know why they do any of the things that they do.
2: Yeah. Again, the movie came out in in nineteen eighty nine. It had a box office of two million forty three thousand eight hundred eighty nine dollars. I don't know what the budget is, and I honestly can't be much like in your opinion Cameron as a New Yorker right like how much <laughs> how much of this is shot in New York and how much of this is a set
1: well <laughs> 50 50 50 50? actually it's kind of crazy he's they are showing you the shit out of those rooftops I know but every other scene is across town in a warehouse somewhere
2: but there's also like parts at night where they shoot the rooftops, and so I'm like, that could just be a set. Like that doesn't have I to don't be know. New York.
1: I would have to even even the fire, even the big scene feels yeah. like it's live, and like there are people a block away that are like trying to watch the Ed Sullivan show or whatever.
2: Yeah, um, like that's
1: insane to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, and also also. They got to shoot on all these rooftops, and no one came up and said, hey, I'm trying to cook, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich on a summer right. day. Not, I don't need you stopping on my head. No one, like, came and, you know, threw a choclata at them or nothing like that. Yeah, None of that.
2: Don't scare away my pigeons, y'all. got this. Hey, Ain't
1: no random, like, pigeon mans in there. Yeah. There's no weird, like. Hey, this is me my like, there's, no, nothing, there's none of that going on. We don't Cameron, see any like debaucherous stuff.
2: How long have you had Pigeon Man waiting to go? No. Like you, <laughs> you pull Pigeon Man out.
1: Well, you know they shot rooftops on the black of my house, and by house I mean my rooftop.
2: I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that one man show. Um, <laughs> well. <In my> life. <laughs> It's my life. Yeah, I guess we we could do the five minutes. I'm really here's the thing, y'all. We watched this movie one and a half times. We yes. it for we watched it not that long ago to hey, do That's our, also the
1: worst part. We did a live watch, long ago.
2: and it just wa- it washes over you. Like there's so much of it that is unnecessary, and like we tried to watch it again just to catch I feel like up I
1: took on a it. pepto to get rid of it
2: but it's it's not really yeah there's not a lot so i'm gonna do the five minutes from wikipedia <laughs> and fill I was in. About some- to say, i was actually
1: gonna okay i was gonna do this to you off air and be like hey you should just read the wikipedia because it's just it's it's almost as bad as the experience of actually watching the movie
2: yeah i'll i'll try to fill in some blanks because there's some ra- wild parts that you do need to know about but huge blanks yeah yeah so basically the movie starts out with with Squeak who is, like, it's very unclear about Squeak, right? Because, like...
1: The story, yes.
2: He seems to be... He's played as, like, the neighborhood, like, almost, like, pest. Like, he's kind of, like... Everybody knows him, but nobody really likes him. Like, people tolerate him because he's, like, 12 years old and, you know... And he's he's rambunctious, you know? Yeah, and so he's immediately, like, he's tagging up you know, some side of some wall, and then like gets chased off by just random skinheads, uh, who run him down throughout you know multiple blocks in Manhattan. Uh, he runs past Tisha Campbell, who's just chilling in the street, and he runs up to the top of this building to this rooftop, uh, maybe the titular rooftop. I don't really specify, but like he he yeah. meets, he meets T. His name is T. There's no, we don't get anything else from him. I'm sure he's got a full name but he is just T Uh, and T runs you know kind of this interference thing to get all the skinheads off of him he walks to the edge of the rooftop skinheads are like hey come here man like we're gonna fuck you up but then they all comically fall through the rooftop one by one like one falls through <laughs> and then the second is like I too should also keep walking towards him and then I fall through. And then the third one is like, well, I'm not gonna fall because two people have already fell. And then of course, rule of threes, he falls through the roof. So
1: <laughs> this man's never seen a movie before.
2: No. So that's our introduction to T. They then go to this is we'll we'll talk about this a lot in a few minutes, but like they go they go to a party. That makes no fucking sense there they are it's just there it's like what we get the sense of is that these are all kids who are unhoused or like living on the street in some way or another like kind of transient but mm-hmm. not really all the way you know and so like some of them live on roofs like basically all the people that we meet alan payne lives on a roof Uh, tisha campbell lives on a roof um t lives on a roof i guess squeak wants to live on a roof but like lives he aspires
1: aspires to rooftops but no his mom's got a job so yeah he's got an apartment
2: but they're all at this like party dancing and then we get arguably one of the most bizarre and like secondhand embarrassing scenes In any film that I think not only that we've watched, but maybe just film history. So (laughs) T and Alan Payne (laughs) like so like T's just hanging out and like walking over because he spots Elena, who is, you know, the love interest of
1: the movie and looks like Ray Daylight Chong. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And he's going to like go check her out. But Alan Payne cuts him off and is like, yo, Let's. I don't even like. They don't call it anything, which is also bizarre, yeah, no. Nah. But like, it's it's a dance battle that's yes. described as Tisha Tisha Campbell is like hyped because she's like, yo, they're about to do
1: this do, thing, do the thing I love, yeah.
2: And it's like the rules are you you can't touch the other person, but you're like dance fighting them. Until they fall off a platform. Mm -hmm. I literally can't describe this in a way that the way that they they shoot it is like (laughs) afterwards they're about to go fuck. Like nonstop, like everybody's going to want to have sex with them on the spot. (laughs) Like that's the way that the movie tries to hype it up with you is like all the women watching are so horny because these two men are like. Not touching each other. (laughs) Their
1: their clothes are literally waiting to explode (laughs) off of them after seeing this dance battle.
2: You know, because like everybody's watching, they're like, "Yeah, go!" And you're watching it, and you're like, "I, I don't know how, I don't know how they didn't just immediately quit the film." Like, I could not. (laughs) That's how do you look at
1: yes? How do you look at those dailies of this dance sequence like battle? Because and by the way, neither dancer is battling. They're just like
2: because pumping the
1: air close to each other.
2: What's crazy about it? I mean, th- we're going to spend five minutes on this right now. <laughs> what's, crazy <laughs> about it? what's crazy about it is like they're not dancing, but they're not fighting.
1: They're not fighting.
2: And I it's, don't know what's happening. It,
1: but it's aggressive. <laughs> it's certainly aggressive.
2: It is literally that I'm not touching you, you know, like... <laughs> T- 10 year old you know brother move where they're just kind of like up in each other's faces like going like really back close and, forth. and like they like kind of kick at each other and they do a <laughs> lot of like hand movements at each other but like they never i don't it's really hard to describe they also
1: it, 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 it so I I caught the capoeira vibes but you can tell it's like just you're supposed to act like they didn't know Capoeira even though they yeah. don't
2: and we'll we'll get to Capoeira unfortunately oh, yeah. but <laughs>
1: they
2: they do that and that's kind of our that's kind of the way to introduce everybody um yep. T sees Elena he's like I'm gonna go get that right now and like it we go up because this is where we learn that tisha campbell lives on the rooftop, the rooftop. And, and elena's like you live on a rooftop like that's kind of trashy but, but like she's um, like yeah thanks. girl
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's also where we learn that t and tisha campbell used to go out and yep. and in maybe like this is maybe the most heartbreaking part of the movie because like T is uh, literally, he's hounding Elena. Like, he's following oh, her yeah. through the streets. And Tisha Campbell comes out, like, out of nowhere out of the alley. And she's like, hey, T, like, do you want to go get some pizza? Like, let's just go hang out. And he's like, uh, actually I'm just trying to fuck your friend. And she's like, oh, right yeah, we used to go out, but I guess that's over now. And he's like, yeah, you're just, you're really in the way. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to go have sex with her friend. There.
1: <laughs> and you're in between us right now.
2: And she's like, oh yeah. No, it's okay, go. Uh like hound my friend.
1: <laughs> why, they, why why they make my girl teacher do that?
2: I don't know, dog. Like it would have been better if she was just like, Oh yeah, no, you're trying to get with that. Good luck, you know, or like, you know, some kind of like, you know, sassy put down, but it was like, oh yeah, I used to I'm really sad that I don't get to have sex with this.
1: I I think that, and we're going to get to the, again, we're going to get to all this later. But I think this is a ongoing trend with this movie that these kids, by the way, who just live on this rooftop, these rooftops, that are seemingly so fucking cool. Yeah. They are the most sauceless teenagers you have ever met in your entire life. Every interaction between them is like, I'm I'm not going to do the cool thing. I don't think I'll do the cool thing right now.
2: When we meet T, he's wearing like a deep V cut off shirt serious business it looks like supposed to be like a karate gi but like isn't
1: (laughs) that's the reference point he's supposed to be like the white ninja from ninja vengeance I guess so
2: yeah it's really bad anyways let's just get through the rest of this because he he goes to like hit on Elena she thinks he's a wino because there's a wino following her and like knees him in the balls (laughs) and then like they go on a date there's a bizarre part that we'll talk about in a little bit but they they have mm-hmm. a date and it's like oh, okay so now they're together but it turns out elena is actually the cousin of the big drug dealer in the neighborhood lobo lobo in another thing that we'll have to parse that i don't understand like lobo lobo is taking over buildings in the neighborhood to turn into crack houses to deal drugs yep. T lives on the roof of a building that Lobo wants to take over but for some reason Lobo needs T's agreement or approval or like I don't understand
1: well actually it's part of the rooftops agreement of 1982 (laughs) uh, whereas if you live on a rooftop it is uh, uh, in lieu of a bunch of uh, Latin words your rooftop
2: Right, and you get ten percent of any drugs that get dealt out of the building. So, like they all need yours, to... off top. Right, it's so rooftops, off top. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's
1: the whole name of the law.
2: For yeah, so instead of just murdering him or like beating the shit out of him <laughs> and telling him not to come back, he keeps trying to like, hey, we can make a lot of money together. Or it's just like
1: I. I know, he, he tries to be his friend and I'm like, you you, you want some, some real villain shit, we need to be on yeah. some real villain shit Your name is Lobo, you're the wolf, bro
2: Your name is Lobo and I'm gonna say I'm pretty sure he has press-on nails
1: <laughs> A thousand percent You are correct You saw he's, the same movie I did He's got the drug
2: dealer pinky nail <laughs> he's <got the> pinky. <laughs> On every finger though You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> My man showed up on set and was like, Meow <laughs> <laughs> let's go lobo
2: but that is actually what the movie is bizarrely the movie sifts from this like teens dancing to like a drug drama where like everybody's got, serious too yeah everybody's got problems alan payne's father used to be a boxer nicknamed the molester i believe the which molester, is a whole yeah. other situation um, uh He's got CTE, right? And like is living in a hotel. <laughs> Alan Payne has to take care of him. Tisha Campbell's mom is a prostitute who's prostitute. Like, on crack, I also believe, and like is living on yep. the streets. Elena's father is having just general health issues that we don't get any more insight into. Uh, and Squeak, and we did, do we
1: speak on Squeak? Yeah, Squeak, Squeak, who's... Squeak
2: is living with uh, Luis Guzman who beats the shit out of him. <laughs>
1: yeah
2: on the regular uh and it's like, like literally
1: come in the door smack smack
2: <laughs> so everybody's got problems right none of those problems are really important because the only real problem is t's problem which is that his home has been turned into a crack house and so throughout you know like elena and t's relationship like he learns that she's lobo's cousin one day lobo just decides to kick T out of the building, finally, running drugs out of the building. The police come and, you know, do a sting on the building. T happens to be there for whatever reason. So Lobo says, oh, you set me up. Like, you called the cops. You had my crack house raided. So, like, now I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) So they burn his...
1: My crack house that is protected by the police.
2: (laughs) T. They burn his... Water tower that he lives in. Yeah, he lives.
1: Uh, in, he adorably lives in a water tower, like a little in there, and shit.
2: Right, and it's like so. That's like you know the the biggest offense, but like <laughs> T T and Squeak and everybody is like, we're gonna stand up, you know, to Lobo because we're tired of this shit. Right, Squeak is the first one to try to do it, and he like gets a gun. He goes and shoots Luis Guzman. And then he's like, I'm going to go shoot Lobo, too. Lobo's <laughs> like, actually, I'm going to throw you out a window. <laughs> <laughs> Literally yeah. picks him <laughs> throws him out the window in yes. front of everybody. You know, yeah, and he so he definitely he's, he splats on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> this is like, T's had enough. Alan Payne, <laughs> who's been smacked several times in this movie and does nothing, has had enough. <laughs> fiji campbell has had enough so they all get together and they they run this plan to kind of like get lobo out of their building everybody like kind of because lobo's crew is really him and like two other people three henchmen at most yes and it only works because lobo has a gun and nobody else has a gun so like his henchmen get beat up at least three to four times in this movie and but local. this is also
1: hard to believe because this is new york in the 1980s like yeah. there are guns literally like everywhere people like you get one with your NCA pass the tokens were guns
2: <laughs> there's guns everywhere but also like t's beating them up and he's like the least believable like at with least... his
1: like unseasoned
2: yeah well like unseasoned him
1: and, capoeira
2: him and ninja vengeance are like tied for like I don't believe this shit. Like, you ain't They up. took
1: classes together, you know? bro. They they are in the same dojo.
2: Did he go to uh, Ninja Ventures' seminar?
1: At- <laughs> <laughs> After when he got there, when he was like, I see a young man in the crowd. New York City, yeah. I suppose. Wanna <laughs> 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 um, take
2: these skills? But yeah, at, at one point in the movie, Squeak introduces T to Capoeira because they go that. to a Brazilian restaurant. Yeah. where they're just doing capoeira like in the restaurant. There's no chairs in this restaurant. There's just a yeah. huge dance floor where they do capoeira.
1: Where they do like a fight, a dance that is basically a fight while people are serving like hot foods around them. Yes.
2: Completely. And then fun. so like T comes back and the I guess main capoeira guy is like you know, just full full magical negro. He's like Yeah. <laughs> Literally like, "Hey, homie." <laughs> you know you think you're tough you think you know how to not fight dance whatever it is but he's like you know if you really want to unlock the secrets of capoeira it's not about like fighting but like self-defense and protection and some other bullshit and like you have to (laughs) you have to let them uh, you they have to attack you first and that's how you get the advantage Um and like T
1: Sue Chef Yoda over here,
2: he instantly masters capoeira. Like he's got instantly, he knows it. You know he he gets he gets hit one time and then he's like, no, I got it. Like I no, I'm never gonna get hit again. Silly Negroes, like I know how to do this. Um and so at the end, when Lobo tries to attack him, he uses his unseasoned capoeira to kind of like draw him off balance. And of course, if you've been paying attention, Lobo falls through the roof. (laughs) Because everybody, miraculously, the beginning and the end of the movie, people throw th- fall through roofs. Never, never at any other point. No, no they're on the rooftops for like eighty percent of the movie. Nobody ever falls through a roof except for the the first <laughs> the first person, the
1: first bad guy,
2: and then the last bad guy.
1: Um, <laughs> he, but he wasn't around to tell his successor, he like, hey, fam, fam, be wary on these rooftops, bro. His rooftops some of them got yeah. holes.
2: Um, And then smash cut to another... Another party. Uh, yeah, like, party with uh, this. I don't... I mean, again, like, every time I think about them doing that platform dance battle, like, I just... I can't wrap my head around what is actually... Like...
1: It looks like they want a kiss. <laughs> but they don't at the same time. It's like... Mm, swoosh, it's
2: also, like, I have to imagine that was choreographed. And so they I mean there's a
1: choreographer in the credits.
2: <laughs> they practiced this. So they did, And then they, did it. They did it multiple times,
1: ty- you know what I mean?
2: Like there's multiple shots and sequences of them them doing this.
1: No, no, thing. no. Go, let's go one further that they rehearsed it and then at the end of said rehearsal somebody would said good job. This will look <laughs> great on the day.
2: No, you are definitely Nobody will ever call you out for this. Like this will be the coolest thing. Kids will be doing this on rooftops across America. Like this
1: is like you, sir, lead of the movie. Yeah, you look like a, you look like a goddamn professional.
2: <laughs> well, look, I mean, we've we
1: it's that it's that scene from a uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where the little yeah. kid tells Leonardo DiCaprio like that's the best <laughs> acting in my life, and then he fucking jerks off to it later.
2: Yeah, that that's yeah. <laughs>
1: That's how,
2: that's how it went. That's how, that's, movie, that's how Well, I mean,
1: with that, let's just
2: get to it. Look. <laughs> there's surprisingly a lot and nothing to talk about. This
1: movie yeah. is... It's like a rich text and all the pages are see-through.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, so I think... What I want to start with is that what is happening in this movie? Because, like, like I said, the the reason I'm so hyper focused on that like platform dance battle thing is like in the trailer, <laughs> in the trailers they show it constantly. Like that seems like that's the thing. Like that's what the movie's going to be about is like these kids on rooftops doing this like dance. You, know what I mean, it almost feels yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It almost feels like you got served, you know, in the sense of like, oh, like T is going to be part of a crew and they're going to like dance. Like, Alan Payne's going to have another crew and they're going to yeah. like do this dance battle thing. And that's going to be like what the movie's about is, you know, like they live on the rooftops, you know, yada yada, but it's like about like earning respect in the street through dance or whatever. And then it's like, yes. no, this movie's about crack.
1: <laughs> but it's also not really about crack because no one says outright crack, and no, no one says like they outright deal or do drugs. Right? Drugs are just the background, like they the show, rooftops. They show they the are drugs just there. They show the drugs like a couple times. Yeah,
2: yeah. But it's like yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's white powder. But you never see uh, like
1: nobody like in the streets, like ah, it. yeah, the nobody should... got me. Like it's just...
2: I guess Tisha Campbell's mom was the only one who's kind of like yeah, she's on crack. <laughs>
1: It's, yes, and she that's is very much so like <laughs> the direction was you're on crack go. <laughs> um, and, but that's why it's hard to believe because again this is New York in the like 1980s like people were crashing cop cars into other cop cars and then setting them on fire and then living in the burned out husk of the car like it was crazy back then it was the wild goddamn west and this movie makes it look like it was like neon colored and super fun and crack was like sort of around
0: well
2: well, because it's clearly I I don't even want to say it wants to be West Side Story like I I feel like the intention from everybody involved mm -hmm. was like we're going to make you know like nouveau 80s West Side Story I I feel like
1: that's the vibe a little bit you don't feel like that's the vibe
2: well I, I feel like that was maybe the original intention and then at some point they removed all the singing, all the dancing. My man was like,
1: yeah. <laughs> and My man like, is the goddamn godfather, y'all.
2: <laughs> because that's that's what's so wild about it. Like, there's multiple storylines that are set up or, like, hinted at and, like, never followed through. Like, we see Alan Payne's father one time. We get the sense that he has some kind of brain damage from
1: boxing. Right.
2: They don't even mention yeah, it, him again. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're so right.
1: Actually, all all the backstories are told in like whiffs of stories that you're supposed to like get a get an idea. Like Tisha yeah. Campbell's mother is like the perfect example because you meet her for like less than two seconds, yeah. and and then she is and she's barely affected because right. like I guess her character is just like worked it out or whatever. It's right. like my mom's a crackhead prostitute. I'm yeah. cool though, right? <laughs> But I'm, if I'm supposed to feel anything about it, she's got to feel something about it. For me, the audience never to like at least go through half of what she's gone through, right? Yeah, you and don't get any of that. Well, you don't get any, any of, story
2: because because they're kind of like everybody takes a backseat to T, right? T's story yes. and T's story is also like what? And
1: you story know what I mean? is like a half a story at that. T story actually is probably like the least. Of
2: all of them, yeah, we don't know anything about him. He's got a lockbox that he carries around that has pictures of, I assume, his family. His family, I guess. <laughs> it's unclear if he's like orphaned, like his family died, or he was put out on the street, or like what. Yeah. It's unclear. It's unclear what happened to him. It's also unclear how old anybody in this movie is. Like, I can't parse if we're looking at what are supposed to be teenagers or if these are like. Just young twenty somethings, or like how? Maybe I'm just supposed-
1: everybody's everybody. <laughs> like everybody's just whatever age. Maybe it's all maybe.
2: You know, because they're like young. I mean, that's you know that's they're part young, of the young. deal. They're like young, so like they're young, sexy, unhoused people. <laughs> like,
1: that's also yes. Just that's okay. So that's something I actually do want to talk about in this movie. It's so that's because that's the main group of people we're talking about right all of them are like unhoused views but the movie is like it's desperately trying to make this look cool like it's so trying to like it's bad but it's trying to make it look cool every time even when we see t living in a whole ass water tower yeah it's colorful it's beautiful it's like
2: don't you want to live in a water
1: tower yeah it's goals like pre-airbnb like (laughs) did <laughs> you try out a tower for a weekend? Like, you know, it, it it gives that. And the rooftop experience is kind of like so laid back. And like, yeah. everybody is like unconcerned. Like, even Alan Payne, after going to see his like, like brain damaged dad, like, next time you see him, he's like lifting weights like his dad. He's like, that was kind of, he thinks that that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Well, what's, cause again, nobody
1: aspires to an apartment.
2: <laughs> no. Nobody is supposed to. Well, because I think that's the thing that like. trying to get
1: out of his apartment.
2: (laughs) Right, that's what is really confusing to me about this movie. Is like you've got T, and in any other movie, in any decent movie, right, T would be, T would be moving towards something, right? Like it would be like, I'm a I'm a dancer, I'm trying to get auditions, or you know I'm trying to move my way up the dance scene in New York in some way, or like, I, you know, dropped out of college because of this reason, and like, ultimately, the story forces me to go back and enroll in school again, or like, he's just fucking around on a roof.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, I was just thinking about um, In the Heights, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the Lin-Manuel Miranda actual musical, yeah, and like, that movie is like filled with those tropes. Like they could have just plucked, I mean, obviously a night's fun later in life, but like that whole movie, all those characters are like those tropes, literally like one girl is just moving downtown. Yeah. (laughs) One girl is just like, I wanna get an apartment downtown. And that's enough to like get a song that makes your heart sore, right? In that movie. Whereas in this movie, homegirl is just like, I just wanna get outside. I'm just trying to be outside at these dance parties. Well, trying to yeah. hang around my ex. Yeah, <laughs> trying to find my ex's water tower. Like I've been trying to look for it for, for, for a while.
2: Well, and that's—I mean, this is the this is the classic trope that we've dealt with in all of these movies. Like T has the least going on, right? Like my Tisha mate. Campbell <laughs> again. Is Tisha Campbell again. Her mother's on drugs, right? Yeah. She's living. She's living on the street. You know, like she's got some compelling elements about you know trying to either save her mother from you know the conditions that she's in and or try to you know transcend and like escape the life that she's gotten caught up in Alan Payne's father you know clearly has a tragic backstory and like Alan Payne gets zero to do but like there's a possible story there of him you know taking care of his father and like having to either come to grips with um, you know maybe losing you know like that relationship because his father is just whatever whatever ailment he's dealing with has kind of like robbed them of their relationship you've got Elena whose father is like you know the landlord of this building but like he's fallen ill mm-hmm. and like she's got to take care of her two sisters and like all this and then you got T who like <laughs> fake fights on Tuesdays and like steals like uh plumbing from rundown buildings for money like that's his deal Oh yeah he sells like, the like, copper wire yeah, you know there's the not like he's again he's got not, there's no there's not like i'm looking for my uh birth family or like i uh, i'm, I'm trying you know what i mean it's just like i'm literally here
1: I'm a guy. Like
2: And that's wow. why you need to like even Squeak is like Squeak's got like family trouble at home and he's kind of like Squeak's
1: story gets an end too. Squeak's actually yeah. not even that it gets an end. <laughs> I ain't trying to do him like that, but oh, man. his story at least gets like the three and structure, at least. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's in that apartment, dad is more his mom's boot thing smacking yeah. him around he gets that gun and he's like i'm going to solve it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get this act three on my own if it, if i have to try.
2: Right. But and that's the thing like everybody else has so much either that's like either more active and interesting or like has the possibility to be more active and interesting and yet this white guy who and let's be clear cuz this is what's crazy to me, right? Like he's not a dancer, like the actor. Like he's not yeah. like somebody who's like, "Oh, like i danced" In like you know on on stage and theater or like other places, he's not a martial artist, no. which is usually what happens with these movies. It's like, oh, this person is like a you know a black belt, whatever. So like, who cares if they can act because they can like do a triple spin kick? You know what <laughs> I mean? So like, that's cool. Like he's neither of those things, and yet somehow like they were like this is who the movie's going to be about because and he's very much and I, let me see if you agree because I watched it. And I was like, the second time I was like, if they made this movie today, that would be Jack Harlow, right? Like they would cast Jack Harlow. Oh, for
1: sure. It, we already did it. We already did it. White <laughs> man can't jump. We already been there and back, bro. I
2: Did you watch that?
1: Hell no, I didn't watch that movie. Okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, all I've heard is how bad he was in that. And I couldn't believe it. So like, but I think he would give a similar performance in this where like the vibe T is giving off and i think jack harlow would give off is like i'm a white guy but i'm not like the other white guys you know yeah like there's something urban about me there's something (laughs) 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 the way that i talk has kind of got an accent to it and like you know i might i might have some street sense to me and like that's
1: yeah i'm a white boy that looks like he takes the A train once in a while, <laughs>
2: and, and that's T. Like that's what T is giving. Wait, right? is that his
1: motorcycle in the in the beginning too?
2: No, that's not his. Motor- he's he takes the motorcycle from another right. person who like that's gives right. it to him on a whim. All of that's bad, right? And so like and they he, don't even
1: like let him ride the motorcycle for real in the movie. No, yeah, he gets he, to be, yeah he gets to be kind of. I mean, again,
2: they're positioning him as like he's cool. But we don't have a reason why he's cool. He just is. Like, just take our word for it that he is cool. Yeah, because they like... put
1: all the tropes on him. They put, like, he's he's not a mystery man because they know who he is, right? But, like, yeah. he doesn't have anything going on. So he's a mystery to the audience. Yeah. And then you can put whatever you want to on him. But he doesn't do anything. No. Yeah. But he's got a bunch of friends who've got some other things going on that we'd like to see but we gotta gotta stick it out he gets to
2: ride a motorcycle he has his cool water tower he like fights people a couple times and like that's about it but there's no real reason to enjoy watching him and like the actor is like he's fine in the sense of like he's probably doing what he's been asked to do but like not good either like <laughs> not well
1: not particularly well not
2: compelling in any way yeah
1: let's hey, get to hey let's, let's 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 do this real quick before we go to the next thing who's the best actor in this movie
2: in this movie oh yeah. my god uh <laughs> louise goose <laughs> i <think so. laughs> He sure smacked speaker so. rounds pretty it's like good. the
1: shit out of that boy. And actually, when he like comes out the, the time before he gets shot, I was like, yo, back up, bro. Like <laughs> hey, man. I, hey, hey, I'll, I'll smack you too. Like
2: well, let's so let's let's talk about a few of the other characters. Specifically, I want to talk about Teach Campbell and Alan Payne. We hinted at it a little bit, yes. um, you know, in terms of what what could have been, but what's always so disappointing in these movies is Like, you've got good actors, you know what I mean? Like, you've got two people who, this could have been their movie. It could have been Patricia Campbell and Alan Payne eliminate the others, you know what I mean? And they could have had their own story about, hey, you know, my mother is going through, you know, this thing with her, you know, crack addiction and prostitution and my father's going through you know and like here's our love story and about, this is the thing
1: that we bond over is yeah. like our shared love of rooftops and loneliness <laughs> yeah, well you
2: know we've got a little bit of like resentment because we don't want to like admit how bad our situations are and so like you know we want to we want to kind of we want to get some space between us because we don't want to like live in that but then also like that yeah. is our truth
1: and like i literally don't even miss t or elena's storyline or at squeak all. Miss-
2: or like we didn't even talk about probably the most 90s you know after school special aspect is the the deaf guy with the basketball yeah who like is again introduced in a way that's supposed <laughs> to be like he's going to be part of this movie and he does he shows up in the very beginning very beginning is gone for, I'd say, 95% of the movie and then comes back at the end to at least throw a basketball in somebody's face. You got (laughs) it.
0: You got
2: it. Because he's carrying the basketball the whole time and you're like, is he going to basketball at some point? Like, is he going to do something? Oh, and he's
1: deaf. So he's definitely going to like use some kind of other sense strongly to help his friends, right?
2: No, he just throws a basketball in somebody's face. And I think... Nah, he's yeah. So that's that's his story. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, how disappointing was it to see both? Cause like I'd say Alan Payne has it worse, only in the sense that like literally <laughs> Well, yeah, we so we didn't talk about this scene. So there's a scene. Yeah, I was there. about to say, let's
1: let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do scene. it. Cause this is the best scene
2: in the movie. Yeah, there's a, so like Alan Payne's literal introduction is he comes up to T and like pushes him and they start like Dance well, Squeak takes fighting. a jacket from them. Yeah, and so they're supposed to be like. You get the sense that there's a rivalry between. T a little and bit Alan of a pain. Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: And so, like, we don't really know what to feel about Alan Payne until this scene where he and Squeak are on the rooftop. Squeak is like, I guess, just pestering him about something generally, but like. Lobo and his boys roll up and they're, like, talking all kinds of shit. One of them takes Squeak's jacket. And so, Alan Payne is, like, we should go. (laughs) Like, not even, like, look, your jacket, not worth it. We should just leave. No, no, no. He actually
1: tries to, like, reason. He He tries to do the thing you do with a person who just stole something from you and he tries to reason with them.
2: Yes. And then what happens, Cameron?
1: He goes up to him and he's like, "Hey man, don't, just don't take the jacket, man. Just hand it back." And proceeds to get like smacked, just just rocked real quick. <laughs> open hand, well,
2: cause like the drug dealer, like
1: and, yeah, it's an open hand too. Yeah, he, he gets the slap. He gets the Oscar slap, like right to his face.
2: Well, he's fucking with him because he's like, "Hey, take the jacket." Nope. Hey, take the jacket. Nope. You're like he keeps pulling it back from him. Yep. But like he gets smacked consecutively, Twice. right? Like two times in a row. And, it's two times, and then
1: it's a and then it's a two finger mush,
2: right? Which and, is
1: just so disrespectful. You you, you you're less than at and, that point.
2: And Alan Payne is like, I don't know what the direction was, you know, in this scene because it's not you're angry, or it's not. I guess it's just you are generally emasculated, and like should you leave. got
1: mushed in front of your friend like a two finger mush. It's like is like the universal signal for you ain't shit.
2: And so his response is And like, I'm not scared of you. Right. He's like, I guess I'm not gonna get that jacket back. So he just turns around. My and dude leaves.
1: leaves. <laughs> he left. He turned around and he said, Oh well.
2: And and so Squeak is like, Well, fuck that. I'm gonna get my jacket back. <laughs> That's goddamn
1: right, he said. That's right.
2: And cut to Squeak being dangled off of a roof.
1: Oh yeah, he fucked up. Yeah.
2: While presumably, yes. Alan Payne continues to just...
1: Let's do, let's do the timetable real quick because it, it is there. You're right. He gets smacked in his face and they literally say, get out of here, and he proceeds to get out of there. Squeak runs over against the jacket, but when they cut back to the over, he's still walking away He's still walking one of in... those shots.
2: He's still walking away, and then they're dangling him off the roof, and like, Roofs in New York. Yeah, they try to make it seem like roofs in New York are like all connected into one thing where you can just like walk from one to the other and just. Which you
1: sort of can depending on where you are.
2: Right. But like, but you could just like walk away.
1: Yeah, you could just like walk (laughs) away on the rooftops as if you don't have to walk an entire city block on like hot tar.
2: (laughs) And I guess that's where where he does. Because he can't, because Lobo comes from. The, know, the only entrance. On yeah, the so rooftop. he didn't. He didn't go through that because he walked in the opposite direction. So he just leaves. He didn't go down a
1: fire escape. My dude walked an entire city block on rooftops to they get have, away from getting sunned.
2: They have a previous scene, and this is a scene where Tisha Campbell is is approaching her mom. And in Mm -hmm. the background, you see Alan Payne just watching this whole scene go down. Where He just
1: sits and looks at it. No, he doesn't sit, but he looks at it.
2: He's just watching Tisha Campbell's mom get, like, beat up by a pimp and, like, Tisha Campbell get thrown to the ground. And then she comes and walks by him, and he's like, hey, baby, what are you doing later? She's like, get the fuck away from me. Like,
1: what is the direction? Like, what is... Are these motherfuckers friends? Because if, like, if that's my friend getting beat up, and their mom getting beat up? Or not you, doing nothing?
2: At least it's, like, somebody that I have a relationship with, right? Like, maybe we're not, like, best friends. But, like, if I saw that's somebody... I've
1: seen them. I've seen yeah. them before.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I know you. You know what I mean? She was like on that. an
1: adjacent rooftop.
2: <laughs> and it's... Because what's weird is the movie, I think, is trying to present this as, like him growing a spine at the end and like finally he like stands up but like both (laughs) times are like ways that it's like you you really can't come back from that you know what I mean like there's like I don't want to get involved I don't want to be a part of whatever and then there's like I'm leaving people that I care about to get hurt and worse (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like they saw me it wasn't like I like observed from afar and like they never knew I was there. It's like they looked at me for no, help they made I eye said.
1: contact with me, and I chose to say, Hey girl, what it do?
2: Right. You know what I mean? And so, like, what it do ski, bro. His whole character arc was just kind of like, What what is what is the point of him?
1: Right? Well then, but well, then let's get to the third act of his story, okay, which is where he gets he gets a confrontation with. It's Lobo again, right?
2: It's well, it's the same drug dealer that um, no, it's a drug dealer. Yeah, you're confronted right. Confronted
1: him right. before. It's not Lobo, but it is a drug dealer. It's the same drug dealer that confronted him before. You're right. And in the hallway, somebody's in danger. This is terrible. We're like half remembering this thing. Well, because it's, <laughs> it's
2: supposed to be like his revenge. So like, I think he it got, is. Yes,
1: it's his revenge.
2: He's got something in his hand. I think he like takes a weapon from the drug dealer and he's like, "Come and take it." You know, like oh, yes, yeah, with yeah. The you're, right. you're right. And then he just, like, smacks him around a few smacks times. Smacks him.
1: Like, he gets him good. He gets him, like, three, four times. But it's also, like, two scenes too late, bro.
2: Right. It's like, all right, I guess you did that. At the least you did that. Yeah. But, like, you yes. kind of owed everybody that by the time we got there. Like, it wasn't like, Squeak is dead.
1: <laughs> right. I was about to say, the one person <laughs> who saw you get handled <laughs> like a bitch <laughs> is dead. <laughs> So who, who did you get that for? Like, you got to get back for what? I guess like himself, imagine, imagine, you know. Yeah, imagine if somebody, like, was on the subway and then, like, pinched you real hard and you really took that seriously. And then yeah. you went to go to their house later and punched them in the mouth for pinching you. No one saw this interaction. Well, because it's what like... What are you getting your get back for?
2: It would be, again, it would be one thing if they had built something into the movie where, like, you know his dad trained him to box and like he like you know really hurt somebody don't, yeah don't boxing amen. and like he was like oh you know i don't want to do that again you know his mean? dad like, was rooftop's
1: pigeon man right? <laughs> don't use that right cross you don't you kill kill him with the right cross. Don't don't kill a man.
2: Brother. Or or you know maybe he he he's the one who accidentally like you know sparring like hit his dad harder than he meant to and like you know
1: like yeah, that's give actually him... good. Stop giving good stuff. When it... <laughs> don't give them good storylines. I... this movie does not deserve that.
2: It doesn't. But I'm trying to think of like, but there's got to like give him a narrative reason why he's like. Averse to violence, or like doesn't. When it you came to up,
1: get... with beautiful, and I probably like <laughs> if I saw that version of rooftops, I'd be like, "God damn, that's actually kind of wild." Yeah, I well, actually if... like sit back and think, but this movie didn't want me to do that. No,
2: this—I mean, this movie again this is like an hour and thirty-five minutes. It's breezing by. Like we're just <laughs> going from A to B, you know, as fast See as we can. Pants. But it's like, but there's no like they—they they want to have it both ways, where they want to like fill each character with like as yeah. much sympathetic background as possible, but then also, like, not pay any of it off.
1: Zero <laughs> percent. Like, literally everyone's everyone's storyline, like, just goes away.
2: I don't think we follow up with, like, Elena and her father, or, like, we don't really, no. like get any we never see tisha campbell's mom again not again yeah. she gets
1: beat uh, and that's so crazy she gets beat and like thrown in garbage and then it's like yeah that's it that's it
2: can you imagine like your agent calls you and it's like look i gotta roll for you
1: <laughs> well actually isn't that that girl in a purple ring <laughs> that's like asking more today for the money that's actually like a way better way to get thrown in the garbage i would i would have been like yeah that would be cool Where's my Where's my money at, Morris? Well, and then he, well, he has a uh, what's his name doing? Uh, Jerome, Jerome with the mirror. He's like, take care of this bitch for me. <laughs> Literally suplexes into a dumpster. <laughs> Classic black cinema, right there.
2: So yeah, I mean, I I think that's just what what leaves me puzzled the most about this movie is that like there's so much of it. If it was a musical. that's one thing right like if there was because i was expecting breaking right like i was expecting like we're gonna dance i don't know if we're gonna sing but there's gonna be music and like people are gonna like start just like there's gonna be reasons for them to dance or like do music or something or if it was like (laughs) this is a drama
1: i feel like you just i feel like you just did it as if you were in the in the the meeting, in the producer <laughs> meeting, like they're gonna, uh, there's gonna be a sequence, and then they will uh, dance, with it. and then and then that's the last <laughs> conversation they had about the dancing because yeah. literally they don't dance in this movie. They don't like. They don't engage in music, really.
2: No, that's, I mean, that's what's so bizarre about it. Like, it's billed as a musical. You get the guy from West Side Story to direct it. It's sadly his last directorial effort. Like, he doesn't make another movie after this.
1: I, like, imagine, like, you made West Side Story at a one of the eleven Academy Awards, and then you never after Rooftops made, like, $2 million. Because,
2: <laughs> and... like, I don't understand why you hire him.
1: Right, if you're not going like, let <laughs> this boy cook! Right, like and there's no cooking going on on this on this yeah. whatsoever. Not but, a, not an inspired camera move at all. Except for I would say yeah. the ones that kind of look cool. Like it is, shot.
2: it is very much trying to capitalize on eighties, early nineties hip hop dancing you know, like, street culture, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's trying to be hip and trendy in a lot of those ways, but like...
1: But I think it's trying to capitalize on that of everything, too, because yeah. in the trailer, like, the from the producers of La Bamba and the director <laughs> of West Side Story and one of the three Ronettes from Little <laughs> Shop comes rooftops. An epic display of the crack era, and um, I'm like, no, 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 no. They, they tried to capitalize on literally every thread they could pull, they pulled it.
2: Yeah, and it resulted in about like if you do choose to watch this movie, it's on Tubi. Tubi <laughs> provides. Thank you, Tubi. Yes, thank uh, you, Tubi. But like, I, I, I doubt you will remember it a week later.
1: <laughs> Not even a week later. I'm giving you 48 hours. <laughs> if this lasts beyond 72, you need to see your doctor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because it's it just kind of like we said it just kind of washes over you You get to the end it's fun like the way that we watched it is fun because we're cracking yeah. jokes about it and like you know having a good time but if you're like alone and just like watching the movie like you have to focus on it like there's really nothing to engage you and yeah when you get to the end you're just kind of like i guess it's over
1: <laughs> it, it really does just end by the way it is like
2: Androps, and, then drops. <laughs> and they, yeah, they dance. They dance like Squeak never died, and uh, you know they for
1: real. Like he dies, and no one acknowledges it. No, it's okay. like basically no one acknowledges it. I think there's like one. I think T is like where's Squeak even?
2: Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, you know oh
1: oh no because they see oh yeah that's right they see him
2: yeah, after. Well, well Cameron they was, see him right after. Yeah, Cameron earlier before he came on was saying in the George Lucas cut like squeak is... <laughs> squeaks force ghost
1: is watching the <laughs> is watching the, the platform party from yeah. beyond with Yoda and the <laughs> the pre, the prequel version or the original OG animator, the British dude
0: yeah the
1: uh, Skywalker no. don't give me that new cut get that shit out of here <laughs> give me the original squeak and that British Darth
2: Vader. OG Squeak, yeah. And the, um, and the
1: Yoda puppet. Don't give me the animated one. I'm to the Fuck that shit. I'm on Frank Oz's head up that goddamn puppet's ass. And <laughs> 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 uh,
2: well, I mean, we've kind of talked about it, but, like, if you had to reimagine this movie, is there a way that you could see i I mean i don't even know if you could salvage this but i kind of i
1: kind of think so i I, i'm and i'm not even i'm not going to try hard but i'm also not going to like put effort in all right (laughs) i mean that's both the same thing uh (laughs) either way here's what i'm saying and i think i'll I'll just i'll also just go off of what you did because i think you kind of had your hand on it right there's so many things going on, right? There's, so, there's like five main stories, yeah. six main yeah. stories that devolve into nothing. Right. So cut them in half. Boom. Let's get rid of the leads. What?
0: <laughs>
1: White Ninja and Ray Midday Chong. Get rid of those guys. And let's focus on Kadim and Amber is Tisha Campbell's yeah. name. So let's focus on those two it's the lower east side right it's the lower east side in 1989 like the yeah. bad video like it's gangs it's, <laughs> it's the warriors like niggas was really getting robbed on the regular everywhere it's new york city it's scary let's do that shoot on look at this shoot on the subways yeah the the graffiti ridden subways shoot on those like shoot an actual like city don't just like take this one block of like alphabet city and like jump across a rooftop or two yeah like paint a picture i think that's a little bit where it's crazy because i think that's where they thought everything was going to go well because yeah they robert white is the director of west side story job done right right as as far as making the movie look good but like there's so much more you could do with rooftops and show me the show me the twin towers in the background show me yeah. the entire state building in the in the reverse and like it's in so many shots Literally, the Empire State Building will be in one person's reverse, and then the other person's <laughs> reverse. That's, right. the, that's how many times it's in like every shot. But I, I mean, let's, let, let's get a little gritty. It's already rated R. Like, if it's and,
2: an... and, for if, and for what? And for what? Is my like, question. The we see, sauceless sex
1: scene? We see half a get... titty,
2: <laughs> and they curse a couple times.
1: It's really that, like, what that would get you, like, a PG. It's at the in cocaine 2023 that you see for like three seconds. Yeah,
2: I, I was back because when I saw it was rated R. Like, I reminded me when I, when I saw it again today that I was like, oh, this movie is rated R. Like, but why? Like, there's nothing <laughs> overtly it, you know violent what? about it. Like, this would definitely be PG thirteen today right.
1: like, it's, yeah. it's 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 softless. it's not even scary it's honestly like a tourist guide for new york and not not like get away from the city it's like come on and hang out on the rooftops with us yeah guys. I, I think this movie should have been like way grittier just made it like what rent wants to be too right Rent Rent is also a little like this is not i'm not coming at rent rent's fine but <laughs> uh That could even be a little grittier, right? That right. could have some real shit going on, and I think rooftops could have benefited from just like just being like forty percent grittier, maybe an original song or two, right? And some actual dancing and cut half the storylines.
2: Yeah, I would. I agree with everything. I think if you have Tisha Campbell, let her do one thing. Let her either sing or dance. Like, she doesn't do either. I don't know why she's cast in this movie if she's not going to do the things
1: that she's good at. She literally does it the year before in school days. Like, this is 89, so 88 is school days. She literally had a great musical, like, one of the great musical scenes in black cinema Yeah, she didn't like the year before.
2: Right, and she doesn't, like, get to like, even acting, like, emoting, like, having it, she's just the side sidekick. Yeah. Like, she's not even, like, the main sidekick, because that's Squeak. She's, like, the other, other person. She's, like, Elena's sidekick, kind of. Yeah, and
1: she's barely Elena's sidekick. They're, like, they're yeah. not even friends. I don't even think they yeah. know each other at the top of the movie.
2: No, yeah. And Well, she's, like oh, we used to live in the same neighborhood and then, like, she moved out here and now and this is the first my time. My mom did crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Her mom got a good job of mine. My, my mom did crap. So,
2: yeah, like, let let Tisha Campbell cook. Like, let yeah. Alan Payne be out. You know, Alan Payne, he's charismatic. He's good looking. Like, you know Isn't I mean? he in, like,
1: Uh, CB4 like three Mm -hmm. years later like he's in movies that are like like hard more hardcore than this yeah in this era this is crazy
2: like let him just kind of he doesn't have to do a lot like nobody really has to do a lot for this movie like this isn't one that's gonna be an all-time great film that people are gonna you know (laughs) talk about for years to come but if you're just trying to get out a movie that's like hey Here's a little music, a little dancing. You know, we're trying to tap into the hip hop. We're trying to tap into, you know, like the the cool edginess of the times. And maybe yeah. give you like a little reminiscence of West Side story. Like, like the
1: slightest, like I, I see you right there. You're right there.
2: Yeah, we got we got half the budget of that <laughs> movie. So there's not going to be any big intricate dance scenes with like, you know, 20, 30 I people kept some of them.
1: I kept some of the money they let me make West Side Story with. I kept the stuff that they yeah. <laughs> that they washed off the top. I was like, no, no, me. No,
2: because no. that's the thing. It's like, if we're gonna have this concept of like... I really can't shake it because that's like the, when you watch the trailers, they really make it seem like people are going to be doing that platform battling
1: yes. all the time. So, <laughs> if somebody's going to get kicked into the fucking like... I don't know, rooftop dome or whatever, yeah, like the, yeah. whatever the <laughs> the Thunderdome of the rooftops is. Somebody's gonna yeah. die. You know, like niggas is gonna die in this movie if they don't dance well enough. That's right. what the trailer gave me.
2: And then I was like, oh, like it really is just about crack. Like he yeah. doesn't. Because let's let's before we before we get into <laughs> our other segments, let's really parse this out because this is what I really don't understand. Right, like. Get me. These kids live on rooftops, right? <laughs> which isn't, I guess, an inconceivable thing to do. Yeah, sure. Also, like, the way that T talks about it, it's like he owns the building. You know what I mean? Like I mean, he's, yeah. He's, like, possessive of the entire build, which is, like...
1: Yeah, he understand- walks up and down it like it, that's my building. it just so happens there's a water tower that I' sleep in
2: yeah, and I can understand if you don't want drug dealers doing business out of you know the building that you live on top. but it's also like can't like you you can't just go to another rooftop like the ro- it seems abundant like it seems like there's a bunch of like buildings that are run down. I'm sure there's another water tower somewhere in the neighborhood. Like it's like you can't cause it's not it's not built as like he's making a stand against Lobo, the drug dealer. Like what he's doing is immoral and like T has a problem with that. It's like yeah. don't do that in the building that I live on top of.
1: Yeah, you don't really <laughs> own that building. Yeah, that's not that's not yours, but you really cap it for it, like you bought something over here.
2: Because it could have been as as simple as like s- scratch the drug dealing, put in land development. Somebody has brought the bill, or the building's going to be demolished, or whatever. You know, hundred
1: percent I mean? <laughs> thought that that was really going to be the plot of this movie. Yeah, like when we started it, I really was like, oh yeah, this is going to be like we're going to put on a dance and like a fundraiser sure. to save T's building from Classic. the evil city. Yeah. Demolishing it. Yeah, that, no. I was ready for that.
2: Cause it's like we don't get any reason why he has to be in that building. You know what I mean? Like it's not to say that
1: um hey Dude, history do- history doesn't give a shit about his building. They turned <laughs> his building into like the fucking pyramid club and then they turned that <laughs> into a fucking condo. Twenty like 20 months ago yeah it's
2: so it's (laughs) not right did not
1: shine on rooftops
2: (laughs) right it's not like oh well you don't you don't have a home so like who gives a shit like you could just move to the next one but it's more like if he's so why is he so yeah why is he so attached to this that's the thing like they didn't give us anything is this the building that he grew up in and like you know he he came back to it years later and is like oh like this is my childhood home and like i don't want to let it go even though you know like everybody got kicked out or you know whatever it's just like or did his mom
1: teach him like some unseasoned dance moves on that (laughs) rooftop and like that's the only place he feels where he can truly really dance yeah the best
2: give, give him an attachment to it that like makes it feasible why he would be so ready to like get killed because, like, yeah. most, people would, most people would be like, oh, word, a drug dealer moving into this building. I'll just, like, not be here anymore. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I should live here anymore.
2: Like, they pull a are, gun on there him. There are other apartments. Like, they pull a gun on him and he's like, fuck that. I'm going to fight you right now. it's no. <laughs> just you
1: know, no. like. No landlord is worth a gun in my face, let alone that gun going off. <laughs> yeah
2: you know it, that's what i'm saying it's like this isn't the last rooftop in new york city like you can go somewhere else if it's gonna come down to that so the fact that he's so like adamant about i need to be here or you know like you know i'll fucking die for this water tower <laughs> is because i yeah i don't know well let's let's get to is there behind the scenes for this movie? Absolutely not. This movie is not good, and people didn't really give you a lot to go. I mean, again, I don't even have the budget.
1: So, I don't even know the budget. If
2: I try, it's, it's not going to be that. But we will get into our favorite game, go around and see what Rooftops has on all the aggregate streaming sites, starting with IMDb. Cameron, what do you think Rooftops currently has out of 10?
1: I was on the IMDb page and I did not even look at any of that stuff. I didn't even see to what the people thought Rooftops should have got. Mm. Um, there's no way this movie has like a good score whatsoever. Uh, it's got to be like a 3.8. 3.
2: 3.8? 3. 8. Right now Rooftops has a 4.7.
1: That's no. <laughs> That's incorrect.
2: <laughs> that is probably too high. Um, it's way too high. I will say 4.7? Is that
1: what you said?
2: Four point seven. Yeah. No, 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 that's too close to five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. The, so the the only there's some trivia here that is kind of interesting. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. Is, here we go. It is, it is the final theatrical film directed by Robert Wise. It is also somehow the inspiration for the 1990 TV show that I don't know how many episodes it had, but it is wild cop rock. Do, cop do you? Rock, have... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, okay. So yeah, I, I don't know cop rock. I, I I know it existed and I've seen the occasional clip, but it oh, is yeah, wild. That's it's, it. So this is the, the impetus for cop rock,
2: which is I'm like, how,
1: <laughs> the cops are barely present in this movie
2: the cops are barely present but like cop rock is more of a musical than rooftops is so. yeah cop rock had like
1: songs in it every episode this is yeah. like songs by people yeah and we should I, also get to that a little bit too the soundtrack the names they were able to get
2: yeah Eurythmics
1: in this era is pretty insane
2: yeah I don't really know I mean a check must have been involved in some way shape or form but I don't I don't know uh, let's go over to Rotten Tomatoes what do you think out of 100% Rooftops has
1: again there's no way this has a good score that, mm. like that's just that's actually impossible I'm sticking I'm sticking with what I said I'm going to say 35%
2: 35% 10%
1: that's right that's yes critics
2: hated this movie uh, a there's couple no of, way
1: you could like it
2: <laughs> yeah a, a couple of ones right it's one of those films you forget a week after you've seen it which I was like <sighs> yeah that's that's basically it the biggest problem with root Tops is it can't decide whether to be a light dance fantasy or a heavy heavy handed thriller which I think is also very true
1: yeah um,
2: and then somebody somebody went in Somebody was not having it with rooftops. Wise ought to rooftops killed my mother. <laughs> wise ought to be ashamed, but chances are that if he were capable of directing the vulgar and badly made rooftops, shame is beyond him by now. Oh, uh, and I was like, "Damn!" I don't, wow, wow! I have that he, hard, but
1: what did he do to you?
2: But it's yeah. I mean, it's also not good. <laughs> Go into our favorite though, Amazon.com. Out of five stars, what do you think Rooftops has?
1: Again, there is no way. There is no way this has a five. It's got to be like a four solid four, three and a half. It's got to be a
2: three and a half, 4.1. 4.1 out of 31 ratings.
1: 31?
2: Yeah, only 31. 59% that's... five star, though.
1: Yeah, that's over 50% five stars. Yeah. That's over 50% of people saying, I streamed the film. The film streamed from beginning to end. I sort of enjoyed my life while the movie was playing.
2: Two reviews that I need to read for you because I just, I, it's Amazon. I don't know what people are up to, but. uh, Help
1: me, help me, help me understand. uh,
2: This one is from March 20th, 2021. It's a good quarantine (laughs) flick. Man, ever since quarantining through this pandemic, I've discovered some good old '90s, 2000 movies. Mainly searching romance movies, and this one has it all. It's old school, so I don't care about quality or acting. Although everything was good as '90s films will get. Also, the interracial and diverse actors—it's what NYC is all about. But I never think decent people actually lived on rooftops. Come on, <laughs> and still stay clean and not stinky. LOL. I'm
1: out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. My man said, I watched what? Rooftops as an anthropological, anthrop, anthropological study. Sorry. Yeah.
2: I don't know. This other <laughs> and one. And I saw
1: that good people live on rooftops.
2: Uh, From March 20th, 2021. Simply titled Beautiful. This is an sorry. unusual movie for me. In- correct. But I think it's wonderful. The music is nice. The action and violence is adequate. I like the shooting. I like the punching and kicking. The acrobatics is exemplary. The story is spellbinding. I told myself not to keep mentioning how much I like it and the 6.9 ratio, but I like to fill my screen perfectly. So I'll always be grateful for 6.9 like this movie is.
1: Remember the first time I saw Rootas, I liked it. I loved it. I liked how it fit in my TV all smooth and nice. Mm, Yeah, It was nice, really good. Yeah, my Pigeons man. really love it.
2: <laughs> Pigeon man loves rooftops. Um, well, that's what other people think. Now it's time for us to score rooftops. Um, <laughs> and as you know, we've got three levels of caucasity. The first level being shorts in the winter. Right now, it's 100 fucking degrees.
1: <laughs> so get them shorts out, please.
2: <laughs> the shorter, the better. Uh, nobody would blame <laughs> you for wearing shorts right now, but but, Three months from now, when it is hopefully cold, uh, who can tell with global warming? Yeah, I about to say.
0: <laughs>
2: um, that, Safe to
1: say January. When yes, it's January.
2: Yes. Let's say it's 20 degrees outside. Shorts, not so acceptable anymore. Uh, but there's, there's I, I would say, a, a large contingency of people who <laughs> just can't put the shorts away. And this isn't hurting us, but we do have questions. You know what I mean? Like, do you know about pants? Or like... How they work. Yeah. Are your legs just... Do they not have feeling in them? Is that what's happening? Because <laughs> otherwise, you should probably put some pants on. Uh, but this movie isn't hurting us or, you know, like any real, you know, offense. It's just a curiosity. What's the second level, Cameron?
1: Second level caucasity is this movie is touching my hair. So at this point, the movie has, you know, advanced beyond hurting itself. And now maybe wants to, maybe unintentionally, is going to hurt you. Yeah. And before you let it, you know, reach knuckle deep in your afro into your nicely moisturized afro, we have to say, hey, what are you doing? You're yes. causing a violence. You have to stop.
2: <laughs> the third level for this week is a story that I just read earlier today and it is a story that i encourage everybody to read in full i will i will give you bits and pieces of it but it is it's up there for one of the most caucastic things i've seen in 2023 so this is a story wow. from the guardian
1: okay this is the first i'm hearing about this too so
2: yeah this i wanted to say it because i want to get your action to it um <laughs> so this is a story from the guardian that came out about a couple weeks ago um but the, the headline is he became the first black mayor of a rural Alabama town. Then a white minority locked him out. Right. And so the story is about a
1: common tale in 2023. Uh,
2: this man named Patrick Baxton, who was a like volunteer firefighter and like lived in this community for a long time. Uh, the town is called New Bern, Alabama. And so it's a 133 people. Right. Like it's a very, very small town. He ran for mayor, right? And in the town, I don't understand this on any level, but basically, like, throughout time, they didn't have elections in this town, right? The mayor was either appointed or, like, the mayorship was just kind of passed down. So, like, he's the first black mayor since the town was established 169 years ago. And throughout the course of this town's existence, there's only been one black council member. So, like, the town is—I want to say—like 80% black, but is has always been just like governed by white people.
1: What in Alabama?
2: Yep. So, yeah, like, here's here's some of the numbers. One of the, the one of the early founders of Newbern. Was mayor for 44 years. And then <laughs> the latest mayor, the latest mayor had been mayor for 12 years. Right. Stop. And so, like, people, ju- they're just mayor. And, like, the way We're that a lot of people described it is just like somebody would say, This person's the mayor now. And they would be Stop. like, I, No. I guess uh, so, no. <laughs> but nobody no. really challenged it. Right. And so, Braxton did challenge it. He said, Oh, like, I, I'm going to run for mayor. And what happened was the person who was mayor didn't run for mayor. And so Braxton just by default was elected mayor because he was the only person who ran. Who ran. And so he became mayor of this town. Yes. But the white people <laughs> in the town said, they ain't like that. no, no, no. Right. So the previous mayor, like he, he went to him and said, Hey, I'm, I'm the mayor like I have the paperwork everything is official I am the mayor now right. like I, I need the keys to city hall at first he was like, oh I don't like you know kind of the oh the keys you say <laughs> <laughs> don't have those <laughs> um, no but then he did give him the keys and then the previous mail had had the locks changed on city hall oh, so he what the- so the new black mayor could not get in right <laughs> After that, he he went fucking Bugs Bunny politics, Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck ass politics going on in Alabama. So then Braxton went to, you know, the bank to like establish, you know, just like his account and all that stuff. They told him that he's not the mayor. Stop. They would not open an account for him in the name of the city. He couldn't get the mail because they also told him the same thing. So all of the mail addressed to City Hall was not. He couldn't get it delivered because they were like, you're not the mayor. What, <laughs> what had happened was, and I mean, I'm still waiting because they're going to court now over all of this. What had happened was the previous mayor said, oh, shit, oops, I should have ran for mayor, didn't do that. How about without telling anybody we have a secret election secret
1: elect oh
2: man and the city council members vote me for mayor right and then like just basically ice him out so like the previous mayor is trying and he ran like all of it's it's unclear what's going to happen because braxton was like everything right documented like he got all of the yeah, stuff he, that's he, like, I am the mayor of this town. Like, the state of Alabama says that I am the mayor. <laughs> Here's the official documentation. The previous mayor there was saying, Oh, no, no, no. See, like, I know we were a little bit late with it, but like, we held an election. You just didn't know about it. So I'm still the mayor. I'm still
1: mayor. Because that I said happen. so.
2: Right. And so Y'all, that's if,
1: if that's the what feds t- son him. <laughs> He's going to be the maddest nigga on the planet,
2: yo. But that's what's happening in New Bern, Alabama right now, where this person has been mayor since 2020. So his term is coming (laughs) up now. He's getting ready to run for re-election, but all of the white people in that town are saying he's not the mayor and do not want to acknowledge him as the mayor. This is Even the though. funniest
1: movie of the 2020s. This is the funniest comedy of the 2020s. I this would, is hilarious. Yeah.
2: I would I would encourage everybody to read the Guardian article. I'll link to it on our Twitter and in the show notes. But like read the article because it's I mean, more <laughs> shit, more crazy shit happened that I didn't get into, but like there's nothing more caucastic than that, right? Like then like, your town
1: being like, Yeah, we ain't really, we ain't really do that.
2: Yeah, a nigger, nah, nah, we, ain't,
1: <laughs> we, can't, we ain't, can't go for that.
2: I mean, <laughs> can't uh, go uh, for that, uh, Matt. Like the first and a hundred. What if they played I
1: can't go for that. At Stop. <laughs> it would be. It would be perfect if they played it fucking was... Hall and Oates. I, I can't go for that yacht rock, black blue-eyed soul. <laughs> I can't go for that. Oh my God. It's I, better than the it's better than the dumb "born as the born in the USA" that Trump does <laughs> and oh, doesn't understand it. what the song is about. No. Yeah, he
2: doesn't it's understand so a good. lot of things. Yeah, uh, sure. But yeah, I mean that's the most caucastic thing, right? Like, <laughs> black man says, "Oh, I can. I'm gonna run for mayor. Like, you know, nobody's done that since I've been alive. So, like, but." That's how America works, right? You hold elections, people get voted. Democracy, you know. So like, he does everything right. He de- files all the correct paperwork. Like Al- the-, the state of Alabama is like, yeah, I guess Your you mayor. did that. <laughs> you know what I mean like, you know, there's he's not getting resistance from like th- this isn't like higher up in the courts they're like no 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 like we're not gonna let you do that black man it's like right i guess you have all the official paperwork you're the mayor like we don't everything looks in
1: order
0: here
2: yeah it's but it's more like oh the people in the town are like but
1: no you know but he come on man
2: Good try you know funny (laughs) funny joke it's like like,
1: where's ashton
2: you know but to go as far as to lock him out of city hall to like do and I'll, I'll throw this in here because, you know, there should be some context. So they, they locked him out of City Hall. Everything was taken out of City Hall except for like a few boxes that he assumed were trash. But in typical white supremacist fashion, it was actually all the evidence he needed to oh. uh, implicate oh. them because it was all of the like all of these notes and things that they had put together about how they were going to form a conspiracy
1: against him. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs>
2: So they just left that in City Hall, and he picked it up and was like, oh, here's evidence. This man yeah.
1: better win this court trial. I hope I swear he got Because this fucking Mickey Mouse, Looney Tunes-ass town is no. winning, is, yeah. is getting over on him, and yeah. he's, like, scratching his head. Yeah. This is insane. That's yeah. actually the yeah, craziest shout- story.
2: Shout out to Patrick Braxton. Actual mayor of Newborn, <laughs> Alabama.
1: That's right. We stand for the real mayor of Newborn, Alabama. That's
2: some crazy shit, um, that's but that's a, the third level.
1: That's some white shit.
2: Where do you think that <laughs> rooftops lands?
1: No, uh, rooftops. Rooftops couldn't offend me if it tried. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a one. This is not even like the first whole level of caucasity. This yeah. is like. This is like. This is like a like a 14-year-old boy called me nigga on oh, fucking GTA five. Like yeah. he, he could he did that and I went to sleep that night and nothing right. changed.
2: Yeah. It's more confusing than anything else.
1: You know yes. what I mean? Like
2: if we didn't necessarily get into the racial implications because I don't think there are any. There's not and the really- movie
1: doesn't the movie doesn't play it like there are. The movie doesn't play it like there are in the context of the movie. Yeah. And the movie doesn't play it like in a not in a meta sense, but in like a marketing sense. Like, yeah, here's a hot white lead with a hot black woman, yeah, and we're ju- we're mixing it up. They're, like, there is it honestly feels like the way casting should feel. This yeah. is actually the best thing about the movie. I'll say that this is the best thing about the movie is that the casting actually feels like they tried to emulate people that live in that neighborhood. Yeah, and give the people in that neighborhood like the roles that they would have if they were like it's not timothy chalamet in alphabet city it's like young (laughs) latino people with this random white lead but it is like all young black latino leads like the the female lead is like you know like gray dawn-esque chong yeah like they're actually trying to do the work. Louis Guzman is like a yeah. womanizing Puerto <laughs> Rican dude. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's
2: it's confusing because, like, T is, I think, the only white person in the movie. In the movie, yeah, and it's not presented as like a. Oh, poor, poor T, you know, like white, (laughs) white boy can't get, well, I guess, uh, deaf basketball player is white. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's it. That's really it though. Like a few of the other, there's white people at like the parties and whatnot, but they don't say anything.
1: They're NYU Um, kids. They wouldn't say anything. (laughs) Can
2: you imagine if that was the twist that like T was actually an NYU kid and was just like. Pretending to live on the roofs, but had like a final, final
1: scene. Final yeah. scene. He goes into his poli side class and raises yeah. his hand. Any, any questions? End the movie. There we go.
2: Yeah, I I finished my thesis. I finished my thesis <laughs> on the rooftops. Uh, but yeah, like, but like him being white isn't a thing. Yeah, but also like, I I would say if there's anything offensive, it is just like of course these are the people that live on rooftops they're black and brown you know what I mean? yeah. Oh, okay, like, why, okay. Why, why would you
1: what, what else would you I'm to look us up man <laughs> I mean, but, but I, you're, you're right you're i mean you're right about that too you're right you're right go uh, ahead
2: yeah yeah there's nothing really like offensive about the move like you know they're not if anything's offensive about it it's how oversimplified and like yeah. just straightforward everything is like they just kind of are like what do you think about black and brown people in New York in 1989 here they are like there's no <laughs> we're not defined any of your expectations they're just doing the thing um, so yeah I mean I can't give it more than a one I mean I can't even give it a one and a half it's just a straight yeah. one it washes over you you forget you saw it pretty soon after you see it uh, <laughs> but but also don't see it i think i would say <laughs> it's not,
1: it's not. Yeah, i think this is i think this is one of the ones we have to say we can't recommend like not no. even in the slightest
2: ninja vengeance is if you want to watch it like there there are just random bizarre parts in it like the craziest thing about this movie because this movie is a movie like the reality yeah. of this world is a movie world such as the scene where T is hitting on Elena in the street, and she's <laughs> like, "Hey, I have to go, I'm gonna go take the subway, and he's like, "Cool, bye, and then like second guesses himself and like, "No, I should go like chase her down, and then we get to like the subway like leaving, and he's like, Oh, just missed her, but she was like hiding behind one of the uh the-
0: the beams
2: yeah steel beams and like peeked out and was like looking for me but in reality like if he didn't come you missed the train
1: and yeah and you (laughs) waited for somebody who was stalking you a little bit
2: so you know what i mean it's like no not even nobody would actually ever do that but like (laughs) the even the logic behind doing that is like you would have to know that he was going to be coming. He was definitely going to be there. You were just going to be, you would, I mean, it's New York. So you wouldn't look crazy because people would just be like, I guess she's behind peekaboo. Yeah. (laughs) Like none of my business, but like. uh, (laughs) Exactly that. Exactly (laughs) that. None of my business. But yeah, like she would would just ignore her
1: and gone to class.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Either he shows up and I guess you get to do that bit with him or like he does not and you're you you missed there. the train.
1: <laughs> you missed your train. And if and it's not an yeah. express
2: train, you might be sitting there for another fifteen minutes like a dummy. Ooh, uh, so...
1: That's a real rooftops. <laughs> that's some real gritty rooftops.
2: So yeah, I mean, it's you know that's but that's the kind of movie that we're talking about. It's like it's very much just like a meat cute. Move everything is movie logic in the movie, yeah. um, so there's not really a lot to consider with it. Um I guess if you want to get to some recommendations, I don't know if there's anything that you want to tell people about. I've got two things, but if you've got anything. I would say
1: West Side Story. Probably watch yeah. the movie that this guy, a, a good movie that this guy made. Um, That's true. Uh, let me, I'll give you a real recommendation. Um, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Black Orpheus. Go watch Black Orpheus. Mm, yeah. Uh, the black uh, the the retelling of the Orpheus and Eurydice uh, story set during carnival in rio actually shot in rio uh like 1958 or something like that like around the time when west side story actually came out I think. yeah but uh, uh, an actual great dancing movie that. that features like a little bit of capoeira for real for real hey. and uh actually is like a movie with beauty color nuance Hmm. and fun and actual danger and like yeah everything that rooftops <laughs> wanted to have and more
2: nice yeah I, need, I definitely need to rewatch that i've got two that i want to recommend one is a book one is a podcast so when crack was king a people's history of a misunderstood era by donovan x ramsey is a book that came out recently and i just okay. finished it and it's excellent in so many ways that I feel like people even just watching this movie, right? Like you read that book documenting, you know, the the rise of crack in the black community uh, all over the country and like specifically in New York and Los Angeles and some other places wow. and like the reality of it versus what you see in a movie like this, where I think, you know, like a movie <laughs> like this, a movie like this also is indicative of what I think a lot of the coverage was at the time where it's just kind of like, doesn't care to go further than surface level. Like it just wants to like touch on it and move on, use it for sensationalism, not really get any deeper than that. And this book does an incredible job of one Donovan talked to four different people who lived through the crack era. One of them, was Kurt Smoke, the mayor of Baltimore, and like his wow. <laughs> attempts to decriminalize drugs? Uh, and wow. Like, you know, everything during that time. One, that one of them was a woman who became addicted to crack at a young age in Los Angeles and like her life on the street, but also like her coming back out of it and like turning into a drug counselor later in life uh one of them is somebody who was dealing drugs during that time in in Newark um and kind of his like life in and out of the street and one of them was the son of a uh somebody who was addicted to crack and like what it was like growing up in that house um and eventually kind of escaping that life so like it really does a good job of giving you the human element of what that epidemic was like, but also exploring all the different aspects of what it was like at the time. Because I think, again, for a lot of us who grew up in the 90s and kind of like the tail end of things and kind of like remember stuff, but don't really remember stuff. And all of the talk, obviously, after the fact of super predators and mm-hmm. you know, all of the, mm-hmm. the the things that came out of it, you really see how not only that era is solely responsible for current policing and like the way that cities and um you know politicians use crime and drugs as code for black and brown communities and how they then take that to escalate and like every every the solution to everything is more policing always never yeah you know humane aspects because you see a little bit of how kurt smoke was like pushed back against when he wanted to do things like needle exchange programs and other things like that, which are now kind of a more common practice right Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um and you know just reading it i think you really get a full sense of not only what it was like at that time but also like really see how america is like un 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 unapologetic and doesn't really care about the people at the bottom right like it's just like how can we bury them more uh so it's that sounds
1: sounds really fascinating
2: it's a tough book in certain aspects because you're like damn this is I mean these are real people telling real stories um but it's also I think a book that is I would say a must read in a lot of senses because it it gives you a fuller look at that time and the people who lived through it um Mm. so that's that's a more serious recommendation. yeah My other recommendation but... uh is a bit more fun. I don't know if people have listened, and I don't know if you listen, Cameron, to the Drape to Maniacs podcast that Michael Harriet does. No. It's like when you think about like edutainment, you know, and like that word of just like, oh, you know we're gonna we're gonna give you a little something fun with like music and whatever but you're gonna learn yeah. something like mm-hmm. this is like the best possible aspect of that because it's sort of like drunk history and the way we're like oh this is funny but i am kind of learning something along the way like michael harriet from the root now the griot is yep. like one of the most fascinating like writers and like just like minds specifically on like twitter like he is one of the kings yeah, of twitter big, big um, fan
1: of him on twitter <laughs> yeah
2: uh but this is like distilling all of the great things that he does into a podcast so like Drape to Maniacs, like he breaks it down in the first episode Drape to Mania was a real condition that um the psychologist tried to put out during slavery which is like sl- like slaves who run away have are ill Right, like they have this thing I'm calling drapetomania, where like that causes them to want to escape and want to be free. Uh, oh, no. So like, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> trying oh, to no. try to escape slavery is 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 an illness. You know what I mean? Like it is, and like Kanye you West know. would think so. Right. <laughs> so, so like drapetomaniacs are like you know black people who like just they they can't stop trying to get free right and so like that's that's the name of the podcast but it's also like this very fascinating look at a bunch of things in black history and black figures that you're not gonna learn about in school but really anywhere else like one of the first episodes it's about this group of black people who were called outlandish uh which was a name for black people who like were never captured you know what i mean like free people living <laughs> All these different areas specifically like around maryland and other places um Mm -hmm. you know there was a the latest episode was about the first white people to get invited to the cookout quote unquote um which turned of course into a massacre uh and just like you know how we can't invite white people to the cookout so like there's all these like really interesting ways that he goes about explaining things but they're mostly done through like skits and other uh you know kind of funny ways rod morrow who does the black guy who tips podcast is one of the writers Mm -hmm. and like voices on there they've also had kev on stage on there they've also had um like a bunch of bunch of people that you would know um
1: definitely like black twitter runs through this podcast
2: yeah yeah yeah, it's definitely one of the best podcasts to come out this year so i would definitely highly recommend if you like us you will very much like the Drape to maniacs podcast so i'm i'm shouting Mm -hmm. them out Definitely recommend I'm that.
1: I'm definitely coming down with a case of draped <laughs> um, Free.
2: But yeah, I mean that's that'll do it for us this week. Uh yeah. Wow, rooftops. What well, back to back. <laughs> rooftops and Ninja Vengeance. We apologize, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> do, do
1: do we do we no stay intent
2: yeah, no, no apologies. But we, we're yeah we're, we're we're happy to be back i think we're kind of getting our legs under us and um mm-hmm. we've got again we look at this list all the time and we're just like damn this is gonna be a this is gonna be a long ride uh, but
1: just smh the list
2: yes but it is it is always giving so you know again no worries about us running out of material anytime soon but if you yeah if you if you are unaware we are shifting to a bi-weekly schedule. Um, so if you're that's right. if you if you checked us out last week and you're like, "Where was the show?" It was because that's one of our off weeks. Um, if you look for us next week, we also won't be around because <laughs> I'll be. I, mean, off I won't week. be there. <laughs> but the next week, the following week after that, we'll be, be another episode. So, uh, yeah, just just I know you got used to us hitting every week, uh, which was great uh
1: both, yeah, And so. turn me into pigeon man. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, I just I got on my got on top of my rooftop, yeah. got Did them birds. Saw,
2: some capoeira on your rooftop.
1: i i the birds taught me capoeira. I am there.
2: <laughs> I learned
1: from them. That they are my master.
2: Well, yeah. So not to turn this back into pigeon man. Uh, we're going to be going every two weeks. So. That's the new schedule, so just want to remind people of that. But, Cameron, tell everybody where they can find you on these here internet streets.
1: Uh, You can find me on the, the Bird app or the X app, whichever one you prefer yeah, no, to call no, it. No, no more birds. <laughs> we, we're still there, though. In the lingering final days, we're, yeah. we're literally uh, chronicling the end of that app in real time. But we're still there. I'm still there as the Blitz show 1138. Come find me for the foolishness. Um, also on IG at the Blipster1138. Um, thinking about getting into the blog space. Nice. So maybe maybe look out for YouTube mm. or a TikTok. Oof. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, getting, it's getting wild out in these streets. Apparently the only currency these days is your face. Yeah. On these social streets. So I'm yeah. about to get my money up. Get it. Get it. Come come find me.
2: Uh and I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on X at JRSS18 <laughs> as well as Instagram, JRSS18. Um, comic stuff is coming. If you are gonna be in New York on October 13th through the 15th, I'll be at New York Comic-Con. So you can come and ooh, ooh, ooh. say what's up. Around there. Um comics are coming. Hopefully things will be announced soon, soonish. But that's yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, still on X at white underscore pod. Um and yeah, you know, we keep talking about Patreon stuff. I think we're gonna start to get that going soon-ish keep talking about live show stuff i think we're going to try to get that going soon ish so all of those things
1: we are we swear swear. we're just busy busy
2: yeah all of those things are coming soon 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 so be on the lookout for that uh and be on the lookout for us back with more capacity in a week two weeks two weeks
1: (laughs) two weeks
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right peace y'all
1: peace
0: can't save us we don't want to be, save be, save be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved we can't save us we don't want to be saved you can't save us we don't want to be saved you can't save us we don't want to be saved can't <reciprocal> save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved